0: Welcome everyone to episode 49 of Faces and Feels. I am your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, He is a friend of mine uh, through the power of social media. He is a graphic designer. He goes by the name of Salsa Boy, and he's been the spot of a little bit of controversy at the moment, but we're not going to jump straight into that. We're just going to get to know Jackson. How are you today, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, man. It's nice to finally speak to you face-to-face. We've gone back and forward on social media for a while now, so it's good to see you're doing well and onto bigger and brighter things. Yeah,
1: so uh, we have followed each other for a little bit. I think we have have interacted a few times, but we've never kind of connected. Uh, But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to chat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to know each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely, dude. So... um, what I like to do with, with people that I'm meeting for the first time and stuff is kind of get to know sort of where they began with wrestling. Like uh, you obviously have done designs for the likes of Deathmatch Down Under uh, and you have done various things for independent wrestlers and things like that. So where did your sort of uh, love of it come from, Matt?
1: Uh, so it all kind of started, I th- well, that we we're dating all the way back to probably...
0: Probably like two thousand
1: and five, two thousand and four, something like that. I remember it was around the time of uh, it was around the time actually of a Jeff Hardy return to Raw in two thousand and six. So maybe two thousand and six seems more of an appropriate timeline where I kind of fully fully jumped in, kind of full head first, and uh, from there it was just I I don't know what it was. I think it was the the charisma. It was just the it was the, you know the the bigger than life feel of like you know these people cutting these amazing promos and i was just like dude this is so real to me this is like this is 100% this is like what it is so it was pretty much from there and i remember seeing jeff hardy's entrance and i was like this guy and i instantly connected so it was it was literally just seeing a first episode one person and i kind of was just this is it like from here on out and uh here we are now 2021 So a few years later, to say the least. But uh, no, I just, I don't know what it was. It was just drawn to it straight away. It's like everyone else. It's like what
0: everyone says. Mm. Well, I would say never underestimate the power of a mesh sleeve, that goes a really oh, long goes a really long way. And a cargo pant. That uh oh that, my go, God. that the goes The look, the
1: vibe, the aesthetic was everything. The purple lighting, I was
0: oh, I was hooked. Dude, they're still cool as hell, man. I, I saw a gif recently that somebody shared of like Matt and Jeff Hardy before they got signed to WWE. It's some like outdoor independent show coming into like Nookie by Limp Bizkit looking like the coolest, most buff jack dudes you've ever seen and I'm like are these even the same guys like I yeah. I didn't even understand yeah, I know
1: it's it's uh it's a lot so I remember after I had kind of initially got into it all and I became a fan and I remember uh, instantly like DVD collecting like yeah so tape collecting was a thing back in the day mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the tradition kind of continued with DVDs so I was uh, buying as much as I could the cheap ones at video easy and blockbuster and you know seeing what I could find and renting the same one over and over just because I wanted to see one match. Yeah, yeah. It was... uh, But I remember when I I kind of started buying my own and I got, you know, uh, Jeff Hardy. I think it's the Matt and Jeff Hardy, uh, the Twist of Fate DVD, I think it is. Mm -hmm. It's a box set. And I I chucked that in and I I was watching, like, their early stuff because they obviously had matches on there that they'd recorded from, like, their trampoline days and stuff like that. And I was just like, dude, I have a... trampoline like why like this is sick like I think it was just such a it was just a relation like I just was like they're just doing what I'm doing right now and like jumping on a trampoline and what have you and yeah they were they were like the the plaid tights and everything I think they were some uh they were just cool they were just cool at the time and I mean still are to this day really
0: yeah exactly they just like for that era and for that time they were like those perfect guys and they embodied like that fashion and that vibe and all that kind of stuff so I could see how like at that age you just get swept up in them I know I did I think I'm probably a little bit older than you but like when I I was well into wrestling by the time they were doing like you know the TLC stuff with uh and Christian and uh the Dudleys but those matches like changed wrestling (laughs) like you know mainstream wrestling yeah like
1: it's it's insane to think about
0: like uh how
1: i don't know so people talk about you know their favorites all the time like stan Hansen and people from all japan wcw all that sort of stuff from back in the day and my heroes are like guys like jeff hardy so it was like it was cool to see like uh you know watching back i wasn't obviously quite old enough then back in the day to watch those live and everything but catching up on them through the DVDs and everything and through compilations on YouTube and just everything, anything that I could find, I was just like these, it was just, it's just cool to, you know, realize that, you know, my heroes as much as everyone else's heroes have made like, like some revolutionary shit. Like they've just like done some stuff that, you know, no one ever did. And, uh, it's crazy to think about it. and then they're still going all these years later. I just
0: it's I don't know how either of them are walking, to how be very their honest with you. Work, like it does not make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. No. At all. Exactly. Have you ever seen Either Brother live before?
1: So I uh, I have. I haven't seen I haven't seen Matt Hardy live. Oh maybe I have. But I know I've seen Jeff Hardy live at least twice. Uh back in a WWE Live event leads to come to Australia, uh, you know, back before COVID times. Mm -hmm. Um, so this was obviously probably like, I think it was like 2009. So it was a while back, but still it was, it was just so much fun. I remember going to my first one, we had bleacher seats, like way up the back. Like it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I could barely see anything, but it was just, like, the atmosphere. I remember being there and seeing Jeff Hardy, I, seeing his entrance, I was just like, I just want to see him do that dance, man. Like, I just want to see him do that dance at the start. Like, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm here for, and the pyro was loud as shit. I remember jumping out of my seat, but at the same time, I remember being so nervous that I couldn't cheer for anyone just because I was like, I'm just taking it all in. Like, I, I couldn't cheer or boo, I was silent. Like, yeah, it was...
0: I, I have, it like, a kind of a similar memory. So the first time I ever saw wrestling live was WWE did a tour to Melbourne called, I think it was called global warning. I think is what it was. And it was like the undertaker was there. Triple H was there. Like it was like a big show. And I was very excited. Um, to see Triple H and it was like full it's time to play the game type <laughs> type thing just and getting it, the whole vibe just yeah, like yeah. and I, we it. were there and we weren't like full back but we were like halfway me and my mates caught planes over like to come see it and I was holding the video camera nobody cared you could just film stuff so we were like filming ourselves in the crowd and stuff and yeah. I filmed his entrance and like my friends and stuff were cheering but I wasn't even cheering i was just like i think you can really faintly just hear me say like i can't believe i'm here right now because like after you know this is my early 20s after like an entire lifetime or whatever living in australia you just don't get to see these guys or the no, shows weren't coming so it was such a huge deal you know it's larger
1: than life and like yeah. it's it's crazy when they like yeah like for so so global warming i remember watching that show back and uh i just i was like this isn't I was like they did this in Australia like this is a pay-per-view level show like this was it was a pay-per-view in Australia like it was unheard of and it was like like just insane and uh yeah i much the same I would have been much the same just silent, silent taking it all in because it's just like they they never come here for this sort of stuff like you know, like, we hardly exist outside of America, so yeah, it's, it's a bit exactly. funny when they when they come here and it's like, whoa, like, they, they know, like, that we exist and there's fans down here and everything, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's
0: crazy. Exactly. It was awesome. Do you remember when, so, obviously, everybody kind of starts with, like, the biggest stuff usually, so, like, WWE, WCW. Do you remember, because, obviously, you're graphic design has been kind of on an independent level and stuff. So do you remember when independent wrestling started to come onto your radar?
1: So it's so funny, right? I remember being a fan of so many guys for so long. And I remember being like, where do these guys come from? Like, you know, they'd get on TV, eventually they'd get signed. I was like, where do these guys come from? Uh, I never really truly grasped what the independent scene was probably until, I want to say I was maybe, like, 17, 18, because it was just, like, like I, I WWE was my everything. Like, I didn't care about anything else. I was like, I only want to watch WWE. I sort of got into TNA when they had the, you know, like, watching old Jeff Hardy batches back. Again, Jeff Hardy, because he's the coolest. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until really late, and I remember finally seeing, like, I think it was hearing, I always heard about PWG, but I was just like, I have no idea what that is. You know, like, the matches aren't on YouTube anywhere. I can't find this stuff. Like it was, it was so hard to find, especially because I was so young and I can't just like, you know, purchase, you know, uh, a DVD every now and then just to see what's going on. So I, uh, I just hardly ever saw it. I didn't know about it. And then one, I think, yeah, I think it was just through YouTube. I think everything was just through YouTube at that phase. And uh, I was just, saw these like flippy guys. Cause I mean, at that time it was very much flippy stuff. And then you had your Brian Danielsons and everything like that. I knew ROH was popping at that time. So like, I just, I think I slowly started to get, I never, I still never watched it, but I started to realize where these guys came from, but uh, it wasn't till late. And uh, yeah, now I'm fully invested, hooked, watching every kind of independent show that I can. And, uh, independently designing for a lot of graphic, uh, for a lot of wrestlers, which is cool as well. And seeing, you know, my stuff featured on TV and on RWTV as well. So it's a lot of fun. And it's been a really weird kind of like journey of like seeing that I looked at this stuff when I was younger and now I get to do it and kind of thing. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really weird, but independent wrestling was never kind of on my radar and not heavily something I would watch until probably like maybe two years ago. Yeah. But
0: it gets you, right? It gets its hooks in you and you just start going sort of yeah. deeper. And also the styles in independent wrestling being what it is, it is very different from that mainstream stuff. And once you kind of get into that, you're like, oh, maybe this is where my preference lies now, you know, the yeah. o- over the, the more entertainment stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was just what I liked about WWE was the crispness of everything. I think it was just because it looked so crisp and it was on TV, so it was like, well, these guys are like professionals. It, you yeah, know, like,
0: absolutely. Video, like, sound, yeah. all those things look really good, and so it feels legit. And a lot of the independents yeah. are doing a better job of doing that, you know? If something just looks like some guy's holding a camera... Uh, in a gym or something, it doesn't really feel legit, and it's maybe not not as uh, interesting sometimes.
1: Yeah, I, so I, I do remember a lot of times finding these independent shows, maybe like an independent match that was probably like ten minutes long or something, and it would maybe be split into two different parts on YouTube because you know yeah. YouTube had a limit of like five minute videos at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I remember finding these matches, but I, I, would go to watch them and they were just like, it was the shaky cam. It was the, like, it was, you couldn't, you could hardly see anything. And it was, the audio was just bugging out. And I remember being like, ah, I, I just can't sit through this. Like it's, it's painful to watch a little bit. So I remember kind of just leaving it on the back burner and you, I, I used to check it out every few months just for highlights and stuff. But I would, I, yeah, I know it was, I never really understood or kind of was like, why don't they have like TV cameras? and stuff like what is this like yeah. how does this work you're like what? what's this
0: bargain basement <laughs> wrestling yeah that truly that I was, it's yeah.
1: almost like what is this hometown gym that they're in it's yeah. like the size of my house or yeah. less and it's it's just not doing anything for me and mm. they're not they don't have room to dive like how can they do their dives how can they move they're gonna hit the roof sort of thing yeah you
0: know? exactly and then sometimes that can lead to some pretty creative stuff which is cool and when you've got uh companies just because i mean let's face it, audio technology and like uh, video technology has come so far. It's a lot easier for people to put out a quality product um, where their kind of ring work and stuff can shine without needing to pay the huge amounts of money that you had to back in the day to have quality cameras. Like I can do this podcast and have it sound good because the equipment that I have Sounds good. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not some master behind the desk in the software going, oh, well, I'm just going to adjust this EQ. That's not how this works. I just record this and then I cut it at the end and then I put it onto their internet. You know what I mean? So for those guys, like they can do it with a phone or they can, you know, get a Zoom uh, recorder and they can do these things and with a USB mic and, and various things and make their commentary sound good, their video sound good. I mean... Uh, We have mutual friends in Deathmatch Down Under and look how well that looked. That very first show that they did was crisp and looked like one of the best shows on IWTV straight out the gate because they just made the right choices, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, like just the the energy surrounding that going live, the very first show going live on IWTV was nuts and I remember dedicating my entire day to it. Yeah. So it was just, I remember turning it on and seeing it. I'd, um, I'd seen uh, raw cam footage and I remember being like, man, this raw cam footage, even everything just looks already uh, like so nice. Like the setup was, you know, pretty damn professional for an Australian independent company. Like, and I stress Australian independent company because, you know, like, where, like not a lot of independent companies in Australia even have the money to have a, you know have a ring sometimes let alone a a setup like Mm. you know so it it was really cool to see and I so just seeing that and then when the show went live and I, I I saw how crisp the commentary was and everything sounded so nice and everything looked so nice and the hard cam and everything I was just like oh so you know like independent wrestling isn't always just filmed on a like obviously I had I'd figured that out long before that but I mean it was just again like goes to show that when you actually put in the effort you can produce something amazing just with such i don't want to say little effort but it's just using your imagination and being
0: creative yeah exactly right you can choose angles you can choose lighting you don't have to spend you know millions of dollars to achieve a product that people are gonna want to watch and look legit you know exactly yeah yeah. Yeah, so i mean like
1: there, there is i uh in, in 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 relation to that, I would like to speak highly of VXS Violence and Suffering, who do something so unique and different with their 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 production and setup and quality. Like it's just the VHS overlays that they use, the Mortal Combat fight sound that they use at the start of their matches is absolutely the coolest thing that I've ever seen in professional wrestling. In like. since I've started watching it because I mean like wrestling's gone through a phase where it's just not like it's just it stopped being cool and to the mainstream it still isn't cool so I mean like where does vibe it over here in in watching wrestling and kind of thinking it's the greatest thing in the world whereas a lot of people are like you know that that shit kind of sucks that was you know it's not what it was back in the day but like I think the more people kind of just take risks with their product even and take some you know uh uh, creative kind of yeah just Taking some creative routes and trying something different and not always sticking to such a norm, I yeah. think it, it really helps. Even if even if you don't have the Christmas sounding commentary or your cam, your camera isn't you know uh, 4K or a thousand and eighty pixels or something like that, I think it. I don't know. I think there's ways to work around those things as well, and I think absolutely like and, work
0: to your strength. You know, go okay. So we don't have yeah. the highest resolution camera what if we go for like a grainy basement look and we do this and you kind of work exactly. towards those strengths and that's cool and yeah you i haven't watched all of the um the vxs stuff but i did see uh part of the first show and i did think the presentation was really interesting and cool um you know no peace underground uh icw yeah, no Horse yeah. and the the pit fighter series that they do as well. Like that was, they, they got rained out or whatever. And they went in this barn or whatever, and then spun off a completely different way of doing their own shows. And, you know, people just experimenting with stuff. And thanks to IWTV, you, you can just check out this stuff so easily.
1: Absolutely. I think it's just, I think uh, 2021 has been like an era. Well, 2020, I should say, you know, obviously with everything that went down with the mm. pandemic, it kind of forced everyone to be creative.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: it kind of forced everyone, it kind of forced everyone to kind of take a step back and realize that, you know, what can we do without fans that is going to make fans engaged at home?
0: Yeah, exactly. So we can't just I rely think- on people turning up. Now we've got to think about what can be creative and interesting for people who are sitting at home looking for content. Absolutely. So I
1: think for me, that was what violence and suffering was like, I think I saw that company and I saw that just the difference in what they were doing compared to literally anyone else. I don't know anyone else who has those sorts of overlays and produces quality content like that on such a independent level. Um, I think it was just like the, like again, just, <laughs> it's just cool. Like, I think it was just cool to me. so I was like, I was drawn to it and I like it. And I like being, obviously being a creative person, I was I was very much like, this is, like,
0: no one's doing this. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, no one is doing this. So I think it it just really stood out as well in the best possible way.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think there's, like, literally nothing wrong with people taking risks and being creative. And I guess that's kind of a a good segue into what got you into, the like, onto the lips of a few people recently in that you were just being creative – recently and kind of experimenting with stuff, but it kind of ended up uh, landing you in a little bit of drama that you didn't intend. <laughs> so it I, certainly I, I, did. So, I mean, when it when I kind did. of saw the initial post, uh, you know, I, I had had interactions with you and you had always come across very pleasant and honest. And I was like, oh, that's weird that that would happen. Like, if you ever want promo, we could talk kind of thing. And then I hadn't realised that in the background the, there was this entire kind of thing where the media had picked up what had happened Ooh. and it has sort of blown everything out of proportion. So why don't you take me through the timeline, man? Cause you, you were a bit like, I don't really know how this happened, but here we are. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so uh, initially, like, it, it's just crazy. So I absolutely never in my life would have imagined that that tweet was going to gain such traction that it ended up on a Reddit post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh on squared circle there was there was no way i could have even imagined that yeah. uh, when i had hit send on that tweet yeah. so essentially what had happened i uh had made this design and i was like yeah sweet i like it a lot uh i'm gonna you know she's a she's recently a free agent
0: yeah because uh, wwe just it. cleaned house right they released a ton of very talented wrestlers a year on from when they had done it when the covid stuff first happened so, there's a lot of free agents on the market, and you were being creative and you made this design, right?
1: Yeah. So, it was they, yeah. I had decided I was going to, you know, try something. I was going to take a leap. I was like, you know, these people are, we're just on, you know, signed to major contracts. They're TV stars or whatever, but, you know, I'll try my hand and see what happens. I, uh, obviously trying to expand my, des, like, my design portfolio further as well. So, it was initially just about that. And I remember I made the design, I did it, I thought it was fantastic. So I was like, I'll send it to her, see what she thinks, because it was a bookings kind of graphic. And I was like, you know, maybe she wants to use it. I don't expect her to pay me for it. I never in a million years wanted any money from it. I made it as fan art because she... Obviously, like, I, I never expected money for it because she never asked me for, like, to do it. Yeah, yeah, That's the first thing. That's yeah. what initiates a commission to me is mm-hmm. the fact that I, you know, they get in contact with you sort of thing. So it was never about payment. So I essentially was just like I'd send it to her. I was like, use it if you want to. I think it's cool if you want to. If you don't, fantastic. If you do... Can you please discredit me? And I remember that was, I left it at that. I didn't get a response for a couple, I think I didn't get to get a response for about 24 hours, except for on Instagram. So I'd sent it on Instagram and I had sent it on Twitter as well. Just being like, you know, if she posted anywhere, I wanted to know what my handle is, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to kind of get in contact or credit me or anything like that. So that happened. She replied, thanks, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. So I was like, cool, she's seen it, she's acknowledged it. Mm, She hadn't posted it again for a few days. And then, so the day comes where she does post it, and I was like, I had not even seen my phone or Twitter or anything at that point, and I was like, uh, a lot of people kind of getting a bit defensive, being like, you know, I, I or getting in my DMs and being like, you know, she didn't credit you kind of thing, and I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I initially found the post and I was like, oh, okay, that kind of sucks or whatever. I'll, I'll see if I can get in contact because, you know, she had replied to me and I was like, I'll get in contact just to see if she can, you know, just add a credit underneath my name sort of thing. I got in contact. I sent her a message uh, on Twitter, I believe it was, and I just said, hey, it, it was the screenshot that I posted. And I remember saying, hey, if you don't mind, uh, would you just pass along some credit for the design? Uh, I use it as an income sort of thing. It'd be great if you could just tag it underneath sort of thing. It didn't kind of I didn't didn't get a response sort of thing so I passed that on and I was like whatever I'm not going to get anything out of it so I just kind of went along with Twitter as as it went and then I uh, was had my a few days later I had my phone sitting on the couch and I was getting a bunch of notifications and I had a random notification that was you know just kind of sitting there I haven't checked it yet and it was a DM from Chelsea and. It it said she deleted it. And during that time, I had commented on her tweets and in reply just being sarcastically kind of saying, you know, can you credit me for my work? Like, I think it's fair enough, you know. Uh, I didn't think it was a nasty thing. However, it might have come across that way. It might have come across as a bit of a smart aleck way to go about it. Um, I probably shouldn't have said those things. However, it is what it is and it was what it was at that point. She replied and said she deleted the tweet I then replied back and said, you know, you didn't need to delete it if you just wanted to add credit. Uh, after that, it, it everything kind of happened. So I sent tweet. She, she blocked uh, you at that point and or something then, like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it turned into a block. She was replying at first and then it, she blocked me and then I was like a bit taken back and so I was waiting for a few minutes to see if she was going to unblock me. I uh, sat there for a bit, whatever, whatever, uh, uh, and then I was like, this is kind of, you know, shitty. This is not very nice. Like I, I don't, I know a a plethora of independent talent who haven't been on TV who will absolutely credit someone just for the smallest, smallest amount of work. So I didn't like it. I didn't think it was cool. Uh, so I, I just kind of put out the screenshots and I said, you know, I just think it's, it's not too cool that you didn't really want to credit me. Uh, thanks for deleting the tweet, I suppose. Um, anyway and then yeah about five minutes later it kind of turned into this whole thing so it got some retweets by some people that I was like okay so once I saw who'd retweeted I was like okay it's going in a direction of it's going to blow up it's going to get a few retweets thought it was going to end at a few hundred or a few thousand or a few hundred likes sorry and uh, and then cut to it was still happening two days later it was still notifications just everywhere I then realized that there was a Reddit post about it. I then realized there was, you know, a uh, Wrestle, uh, I think it was Russell Loya put out a YouTube video with the topic in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely insane. I was getting that like so much, like I could not keep track of my phone. It was just insane. Um, and yeah, so it was just, it had, turned, it had gone from nothing to this, Huge thing with about 3,000 uh, likes and a 300 retweets in about 24 hours. And this is, like,
0: over what's essentially, like, a silly tiff over, like, just all that had to happen was, like, if you want to use the image, just in the thing go credit at whatever, and there's there's nothing to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then, so then it, it's it blown up of, forever. It, like, yeah.
1: It did, it did kind of didn't need to be a thing. So it was kind of just surprising to me that it had turned into this thing. What it was even more surprising... I think to me and more baffling to me was the fact that just so many people cared, like so many people. And I was like, I understand that, you know, a lot of people would probably care and, you know, maybe some people who initially aren't even a fan of Chelsea's might care and might try and just use it as a way to, to, to pile on. So I was like, I, I don't know what to kind of do. So I left it as it was. And then she had gotten in contact with me as I was going to bed and I was just kind of like, didn't see them until the next morning. So I woke up, replied to everyone, and then we sorted it out. Um, and I had just kind of said, you know, thanks for, you know, like she had then gone on to credit me and post it and put my name and everything. And it still kind of continued, and a lot of people kind of thought that she was doing it out of bad faith. And I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't see it that way. She's just crediting. She's doing what she, you know, was initially probably going to do anyway or should have done in the first place. Um, and I just sort of saw it as result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But then it, it kind of t- it kept going.
0: It kept going. Well, I mean, if we play devil's advocate and have a look from her point of view or whatever, maybe she was thinking like, oh, he doesn't care. He's happy for me to tweet this. And then when you've messaged her, she's like, oh, that's okay. He's maybe being a little bit forceful about that. And then maybe she's like, I'll just back out of this. I don't want to deal with it. Or maybe he's oh, a stranger yeah. trying to shake me down for something. And then then it all blows up. And so she's probably on the other side of this going, how did this become a thing? It was, you know what I mean? And so Absolutely. For, for, for you both, it's pretty crazy. And I think it probably speaks to what people see in her as well, because from what I could see, once I started to investigate it, like, uh, just the other day, uh, like, after we had already teed this up, I saw how many people had retweeted you saying that you were going to talk about it, and there was still a lot of people being, like, very... You shouldn't be hassling her, but like, very defensive of her and stuff, and I'm like, she's obviously reached, like, quite a huge market in being in WWE, even as little as she was, and so it's it really does strike like how big the reach is like of that company you know what i mean like it's oh for sure massive man like it's just like a tidal wave of stuff and you had a lot of supporters too yes yeah it was just both sides it was like, crazy uh, it, had,
1: it had gone like i said it had gone from from literally nothing to like a hot topic of comp- yeah, i'm pretty sure it trended at one point i'm pretty sure she trended at one point because of it really And that's how insane it was. And I was just like, this is not warranted for any reason. This is just, (laughs) this could have, this was literally over a a, a credit. And at the end of the day, it's, it's literally all it was over. It wasn't over nothing else. It was not over money. It was not over me trying to harass her. It was me just trying to get some credit for some cool work that I made that she had posted on her account. Mm-hmm. and I was like, I want people to know that I made it and, uh, you know, come to me for some more stuff because that's how, that's how that stuff works, especially when I use it to kind of uh, uh, almost live day-to-day a little yeah. bit. So Exactly. On top of, you, you, on top do, of-
0: you do free work for somebody like that. They then share it. Other people see it. Then maybe people will commission you to do other things. It's just about getting your name out there and you do in any kind of creative endeavour inevitably have to do some free work you know what i mean you have to put in Absolutely. hard work but then you also need to know your own value too you know so sure. exactly and I so think i that- could definitely see that doing an exposure and i don't think there's anything wrong with going hey if you want to use this please do i would love it if you did if you just gave me credit uh for it that's all i ask and then she's got a cool banner for her her page you've got a little bit of extra credit and everybody wins
1: Exactly. So yeah, I just, I, I couldn't believe what it turned into. Uh, we, I think we were both kind of shocked. Uh, again, like you were saying before, I think both ends were just kind of like this grew into something that absolutely didn't need to be a thing. I just wanted to use my phone like normal. I just wanted to be able to, I just wanted to be able to scroll Twitter, but, uh, I had to uh, go quiet for about two days before I actually even said anything. And mm-hmm. even after I addressed it, I'm glad the when I addressed it, those I wanted that tweet to do well because I was like, I want people to know that we've squashed it. I want people to know that mm-hmm. we're cool. We're just probably not going to work together in the future, which is whatever. That's completely her prerogative. That's fine with me. I don't have any harsh feelings or any hard feelings towards anyone. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it was just a very weird misunderstanding. Very weird misunderstanding that got completely out of hand. And just people piling on top because they have personal feelings and personal opinions. So it was just, yeah. Yeah. Again, all I can say, it was a lot, and it was completely never intended to, to even get... It was never even intended to get a 1,000 likes or like anything close to what it did.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, a uh, you've made a small project, I'll put it out there into the world, and then it's just crazy the power the internet can have and how it can just snowball into something ridiculous.
1: It's crazy. The internet is insane, and I think it speaks to also how... One that speaks to how supportive a lot of the artists were, the fellow artists were who got in contact with me and they were kind of like, you know, I'm sorry that that happened sort of thing blah, blah, but I think it also speaks to um, I think it also speaks to the nasty side of Twitter where it was kind of like just stuff that I hadn't even considered uh, like saying or tweeting and these people just, And I have witnessed it for so long with other people and, like, all these viral tweets or whatever that so happen to just get attention and so happen to get grabbed on. Um, But it's just people literally putting words into your mouth. It's insane. It's just the amount of people being like, oh, you stole, like, the artwork to put on there, you stole this, like, the, the little element of design or, you know, whatever, or even small things such as, like, oh, that's just a a, a, a little Photoshop job. And I was just kind of like, man, I, I this sucks. Like, yeah. Twitter is awful. Like- I, th-
0: I think I read, well, how hard is it to put a shitty filter on and do a photo and stuff? She doesn't need to give you credit or trying to shake her down for money and stuff. And I'm like... She chose to use it. She didn't yeah, need to post I mean, it, man. She chose to do it, and so you give credit to artists. That's like what you do. And she chose not to do it, and that's kind of the end of the story. In like in my eyes, you know.
1: Absolutely, it was the end of the. It, it, to me, it's the end of the story as well. It should have been the end of the story anyway. Um, but yeah, I just so many people were being like, you know, that's just a. It's just a photo with a filter or something, or it was just a, a mobile phone edit or something like that, I was like, oh man, I, I, I wish just anyone had any idea. I wish anyone had absolutely any idea. And uh, just, and to the, like, yeah, the people thinking I was trying to make any profit off of that, I was like, do people know what profit and credit is? Because those are completely two separate things. Like, I mean, they're 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 separate for a reason and they're two different things for a reason. <laughs> And uh, asking,
0: asking politely just for your name to be tagged on something isn't like, send me a money order right now for, for $10 million. Like, yeah, it, I it's wasn't not like, shaking you know, send, somebody down. Like. I
1: wasn't like, send me $1,000 immediately. I need it today. All right. Like, I will. You, like, I don't know what people kind of got out of it. And it's just amazing what people want to see and what people want to hear. And, yeah. you know, just. It's crazy. I couldn't, I, I still can't believe it. I still am getting the odd notification about it. Only yesterday did my phone go back to normal. So it's, uh, it's been a wild time. And then people coming to my Instagram as well and being like, you know, seeing the design on there and being like, you know, you just drew it. You just, you did, not you did this, you did that. You, you didn't credit the photographer's. That took the photos. First of all, I I also need to just say that I'm pretty sure WWE and Impact Wrestling photographers are not living day to day on uh, their
0: their design income or their photography. Well, they would They wouldn't own it anyway. WWE <laughs> own everything. They, no.
1: So, yeah. so I mean, they they wouldn't own it anyway. The photographer owns it. If there's like I, there was no sort of like oh well you know he's using fo- photographs that she. Got taken or something, or the WWE took, and it was the amount of people tagging WWE and tagging Impact like they were going to see it, and I was just like, "This is sad." I was like, "This is just a little bit funny." Yeah. I there was I can't tell you the amount of times that I wanted to just the the amount of times I had to be like just hold myself back from saying just like replying to the dumbest shit. Yeah. It was just crazy. You, you, was, can, you
0: can't do it, man. It, it's really not worth it. And you just made like a fan image to share that could maybe help her out and it just was what it was you know what i mean there was never sure. there's no there was never any intention to earn any money from it and so ever all those arguments are null and void so yeah, it exactly. was, yeah, I
1: just, I really couldn't believe the whole, you know, uh, he's trying to make money sort of thing. And I was just like, I don't know where you read that I was trying, like, please tell me in this screenshot where it says money anywhere. I, I I, truly don't know. But yeah, maybe they were seeing credit and thinking profit yeah, or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. They, maybe some people read that stuff the wrong way. but regardless Maybe they of, just intentionally
1: read it the wrong way to have it, have their point of view be correct in their own world. Well, so that's yeah, kind of what I, mean, I
0: boil it down to. I mean, some, some people just like to have conflict on social media and stuff as well. Oh, absolutely! For literally no reason, exactly. But the important thing is, you don't seem to be letting it affect you. You found the funny side of it. You and Chelsea have, have squashed it. It's fine. There's a, there's nothing left to talk about with it. And you know what they say: going forward, there's no such thing as bad publicity, my friend. So, <laughs> uh,
1: well, I, to be fair, look, I, I, someone had pointed it out, and it was it was hilarious, and I I, I did kind of see the funny side of it. In how many Followers, I got literally in like a 24 hour period. It had gone from 424 to 1100 and something overnight. And I was like, This is this is beyond like, don't get me wrong, this is great, but like, why do I why do you all care this much? Like, please yeah. care about more important things, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, just like real world problems. Like, this is crazy. Like this should be a, a conflict between me and Chelsea only. Yes, I chose to post it online, but I mean, she also chose to post the uh, the fan art initially without credit, so it was just kind of again a misunderstanding. But yeah, we've completely resolved everything. There's, I don't, I haven't thought about the whole situation other than you know seeing the odd Twitter notification in about three days. So it's it's kind of like whatever. And I, I do, I see the funny side of it. I also see both people's side of it, and that's just who I am as a person. I'll always see two people's sides. So it's not like I ever went into that being like, I am the only one who is correct. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was
0: like, you know, it was there, just an argument two- between two parties. And also just because she is a super famous wrestler doesn't mean she gets a pass either. You know what I mean? So you Absolutely. had, you had a right I to done defend that yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, yeah, I don't think you should let it worry you. And I think just keep on moving forward. Um, if anybody is interested, though, in your designs, in your work, where do they go, man? What, what's your social media? What's your bits and pieces?
1: Okay, so if people wanted to get in touch via uh, Twitter, you can DM me out. My handle is, I'll just make sure that I have it right because I always forget where, how many eyes it has at the end of it. So <laughs> I believe it is three. So you can follow me on Twitter at Salsa Boy with three eyes at the end. It's not boy in the traditional sense, it's B O I I I. I just had to be a little bit edgy and a little bit cool. So, I mean, obviously, I changed the spelling. Yeah, Salsa Boy. <laughs> uh, and then on Instagram, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same. It might be Salsa Boy Designs, but you can follow me on Instagram. If you just type Salsa Boy or, you know, Jackson Jackson Man somewhere, I'm sure you'll find me. Um, hit me up. I'm always looking for work, but, uh, you yeah, know, that's that's where you can find me. Awesome, man.
0: So I've been trying to, where appropriate, to end my shows, do a fun little segment. So I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I've done it to a couple of people. And what what I ask for is uh, what people are feeling in wrestling for the week. So we talked a little bit about uh, VXS, so maybe we won't look at that. But if you were going to give somebody a match recommendation right now or even a storyline or just something you've been vibing at the moment in wrestling, what would you say?
1: What would, oh, I would just immediately what comes to mind is uh, just the incredible match that Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty had at Limitless Wrestling just recently, just about a week ago. Probably one of, if not the best independent match I've ever seen. I think those two guys are probably the front runner for independent like wrestler of the year um there's just kind of no one like the both of them they both move like a wrestler they think like a wrestler it's like it's like what wrestling is meant to be it's they they, they're 24 7 they are wrestlers um and they shouldn't you know you shouldn't be ashamed of that so i think what they're doing and kind of everything even the limitless has been putting on um has just been a lot of fun a lot of cool stuff is happening there um and I'm very excited to see, you know, the the games we play that they're putting on with uh, a lot of different tag teams um, and a lot of different people that I'm a huge fan of. Um, Danger Kid being one of them, I uh, absolutely love that guy. I think his vibe is so cool. Um, and then obviously Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, um, people like Treehouse Lee as well, mm-hmm. just just you know just people who who are just just vibe and just doing cool stuff and yeah. just again,
0: guys that are all so creative and creative individual too. in their presentation and and in their ring work absolutely i think
1: w- something that always attracts me to wrestling in any sense in like anywhere in the world is just creative creativity and what are you doing to stand out from uh like any other company you know i could I could see that match 10 other places, but like, what are you, what, what, like, why should I come check out your promotion or, you know, what's different about it? What's, you know, what's something that's, I don't know, just going to attract a casual fan basically. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what everyone wants to
0: attract the casual fan? Yeah, absolutely. It's bringing a new audience and maybe offer something and an alternative to what the big companies can offer, you know, like, uh, like limitless is never going to be, uh, like a a competition to WWE, but what they can offer is something different. An alternative for people that like wrestling, that like their presentation, that like their roster. And that is how you grow your product and and put out something, you know, compelling.
1: Absolutely. I think it it just goes to show that, you know, like we were saying earlier, you can have such a crazy production, but it doesn't mean I'm going to tune in. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm not like I, I obviously with how bad uh, WWE is currently. Let's let's not even try and touch that subject because there's just too much to delve into about that. It's it's just a lot. But I think it goes to show that you can have all the cameras, you can have the 8K cameras, you can have the trons, you can have the LED graphics, you can do whatever you like. It doesn't make shit entertaining, and I think so many people have like, like obviously a lot of people already realize that, but I think more people are starting to realize and. Obviously, ratings kind of show that, but, you know, they don't care about ratings, so it's whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I,
0: I think if you can find stuff that makes you passionate passionate about wrestling, uh, enjoy wrestling, and find something that scratches that itch for you, then it's a pretty great thing. So, everybody, check out VXS. Check out Violence is Suffering. Subscribe to IWTV. It's really great value. It's like... The, you know, it, the, the, the network of independent wrestling, and it's it's awesome. It's it's literally the Netflix
1: of independent wrestling, and yeah. I don't know how you can put it any other way. They've no, always got special. something on. Yeah, like-
0: and thank you so much for your time, dude. It's been fun having a chat. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your first podcasting experience. Uh, it's been fun getting to know yeah, you today. Yeah, first time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. So, for Salsa Boy, for Faces and Feels, remember... It's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Faces and Feels. Check us out on social media, at FacesFeelsCast on Instagram, at FacesFeelsCast on Twitter, or send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. Until then, peace out.